0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Psalms of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for uh, Monday, October 22nd, 2018. we get to talk to National Basketball Association with Kyle DeMancore, who loves talking to the National Basketball Association more than anyone, probably. Hello, sir. Hey,
1: Jeremy. How are
0: you? I'm good. Um, all right. You're married now. Um, that, that That's a big step in your life. Um Houston yes huge step um but and I'm gonna start this by asking you a series of wedding questions um True. number one did any basketball related things happen at the wedding yes uh I mean we came out for our introduction song we had Space
1: Jam of course um Michael Jordan was there and we had, a, we had an authentic actual size Michael Jordan cutout that people were taking pictures with and everything it was actually a huge hit pretty funny um yeah, I mean, just amongst a few things, those are some of the big ones that we had, but we had little Michael Jordan
0: things on the table, as part of the centerpiece, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. You basically had a bar mitzvah. You had a themed <laughs> wedding that was like a bar mitzvah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, all I know, it was a great
0: time. Um, and the wife thought, what about this? She loved it. She was cool. I mean, she she went along with it as long as
1: it wasn't too much Michael Jordan, so we, we had it narrowed down pretty nicely.
0: Okay. Did basketball end up in your vows? No, no, no,
1: ba- uh, no, not really. Okay, I just had to think about
0: that. How quickly and in, in the best man speech did basketball come up? Well, I don't think my brother was the best man. I don't think he brought basketball up, but he did bring up fantasy football. So there's a that's, you know sports kind of hand in hand. All right. Um, and finally, did I, did you don a bulls jersey at any point during the proceedings
1: no but i really wanted to
0: <laughs> and the wife said no nope. oh
1: yeah that was squashed immediately yeah
0: did you want to like run out there in one
1: i mean i totally would have come out to the bulls intro you know theme song if i could
0: um when you did your research on first dance songs did you try to figure out what like michael jordan's favorite song of all time is and and, and try to convince her to dance to that
1: you know, I thought about it, I dabbled in it a little bit, but I think for that purpose, I said, let me be a little bit more unique than
0: MJ, just for that one time. Did you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I wouldn't, even get, I
1: wouldn't get towards the internet looking
0: up a song with her, she would have said no right away. Okay. Um, your wedding was, I believe, before the preseason, Correct
1: yeah it was the 28th of September so yeah i mean it was yeah pretty much okay Month before
0: the season. Be- because my my next question would be if a bulls preseason game was was on nba tv how quickly would you have gone to look at it at the after party well
1: we had TVs at the reception but they were they were turned off and that was uh one of the wife's you know requests and so there was no, there were no sports on which i'm
0: actually glad to be honest I, it was not anyway, there's no Playoff baseball and everything, so it was good. I am very proud of you. This is Not a yeah. this is a a, a a big day in your life, and I um, I greatly um, greatly 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 appreciate your um, move on on that front. It Thank it you. warms my heart to know that appreciate you that. were able to focus for that time. Yeah. All, 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 although Michael Jordan was everywhere, um,
1: he, he was there, of course.
0: Yes, he was not going to miss it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of these Bulls? The 2018 Bulls, the non Michael Jordan Bulls?
1: Um, I think Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and those guys would be pretty upset with the, the way they play defense, for starters. I mean, I, I think defense in general, I mean, the right area now is kind of falling to the wayside, obviously, is, you know, evidence of all the scoring that's been going on so far. But, I mean, going into the season. Everybody knew that this Bulls team was going to be very bad on the defensive end. I mean, if you just look at their personnel, Zach Levine's not known for his defense. Jabari Parker may be statistically the worst defender by metrics in the NBA. Uh, you know, they're missing Chris Dunn in the first couple of games. Luckily, Zach, he's probably their best defender, but uh, they're terrible. defensive team. They have the team. No see their they'll be nice. They'll, they'll, they'll score people. Um, they'll score several teams, but they'll also give it up. So it's, it's not looking good on that end.
0: Um... What's a successful season in in your mind? Well, I mean, I temper expectations, but I think it's just developing the
1: young the young guys, which you know the Bulls are I think, either the youngest or the second youngest team in the NBA. So, you know, seeing Wendell Carter Jr. grow and develop, giving him minutes, you know, seeing Lavine continue to make progression and grow, coming off that ACL tear, uh, you'd like to see. A big jump from Lori marketing. He's hurt right now, but he's a huge piece of the future. Part of that Jimmy Butler trade. He was a stud last year, so you want to see how he develops with with Levine and with Carter and you know, with Chris Dunn and others. You know, good point guard. he likes to develop. So it's just about development of players. Um, obviously, like to win some games, but you know, now with the NBA draft lottery system change a little bit, it's not as easy to get that first pick if you're on the bad team. So you, you just want to develop and. Hey, who knows? The East is really bad. I mean, if somehow they can into the eight-spot, great. If not,
0: as long as the guys are developing, that's that's progress. Talking to Kyle DeMannincourt here about the National Basketball Association. Um, When you look at um, the East as a whole, um, are you somebody who, who believes we're headed towards Celtics Sixers? Do you give Toronto a chance? Do you give Milwaukee a chance? Do you give somebody else a chance? Where do you look at the East? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some really good
1: top-heavy teams in the East. I mean, you can argue obviously Gold State's team in the NBA to beat, but you can make that case that the top couple teams in the East are better than the ones in the West after Golden State. I and mean, you can definitely make that argument. Uh, personally, I, I'm a huge fan of Toronto this year. I think they are my pick to come out of the East and you know, yes, they aren't as deep as Boston, and, you know, they don't have that type of bench, but they have shooters, they have length, and they have defenders. And if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, yeah, you can see right from the start of this year, him and Kyle Lowry mesh really well together. Um, if he stays healthy, they're, they're a really scary team, and I just love the, the length that they can throw any team. And for Boston, I mean, it's almost a negative in that they have so many guys, it's too many mouths to see. Who plays in crunch time? Who, you know? Who's going to get the ball down the stretch? I mean, there's a lot of questions in Boston, and they're good questions, but they're still questions. In Toronto, I think you know Nick Nurse, the new coach. He's he's got a really up tempo style and pace of play, and Kawhi Leonard is just such an elite defender that he really sets the tone for that team. Um, as you um as
0: as as you look at it, um, what does because the whole Kyrie thing fascinates me, right? Is he is has he truly bought in on um, has has he truly bought into Toronto and and has he truly bought into this system and uh, has he truly bought into this year or is this just a a, a, a one year deal? Um, from what you've seen so far, uh, obviously he's had an impact on them, but. Uh, Do you think he stays there for the long haul, or do you think this is a one year deal?
1: I mean, it's tough with Kawhi. He's just that type of personality that you don't know what he's thinking. I mean, he doesn't really say much. I mean, you know, he's a walking meme. I mean, his laughs during the, you know, I don't know if you saw that when he was being interviewed and he had this hysterical laugh and it became a giant meme because people never heard Kawhi laugh before. And he just doesn't really show his cards. I mean, he is. When he's on the court, he's as big a competitor as anybody on that floor. Um, off the court, you don't know what he's thinking or what kind of advice he's getting from his inner circle. I don't, personally, I don't think he wants to be in Toronto long term. I, I'm pretty sure he made that clear from the start. I mean, I don't know if maybe winning will change that, but hopefully, he really takes in the city because Toronto's the type of city where they'll really, you know, rally around you and really take you in as one of their own. And that's why DeRozan did not want to leave and he found a home. And, with Kawhi, I mean, I know he's got his heart set
0: probably on LA, one of those teams, but you know, big market. But I think he really needs to give Toronto a chance. I think he could really thrive there as one of maybe arguably the greatest star they've ever had potentially. Um, what does Philly need to do to ensure that they're there? Because I think everybody agrees the Boston's the best team in the East. Or, or, or all right. Well, first of all, uh, do you agree Boston's the best team in the East?
1: No, I think Toronto is.
0: Okay, you think Toronto is why? Why them over Boston? What What do they have that that Boston doesn't?
1: I just think they have more length. Um, they're able to throw a bunch of different bodies at you know key players. They have different rotations. They can really mix up. They have good shooting. Interestingly, they have Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I think he's the absolute X factor in any series. And I just I look at this Toronto team and they are different than last couple of years teams. Rosen is not Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And DeRozan's a really good player, but. Kawhi is a great player, so I just I like the way Toronto looks right now, and I just I like their mold.
0: Um, and what does Boston need to do, or, and what does Philly need to do at the deadline to, to get to that point in 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 your eyes? I don't think Boston really needs to do anything. I think I think they just need to get
1: their guys, you know, playing together and getting that rhythm. I mean, obviously Hayward missed all of last year, Kyrie miss the playoffs. I mean, they need to get these guys to gel and they need to keep them healthy more importantly. I mean, you'd love to see Kawh- uh, not Kawhi, uh, Kyrie and-, and Gordon Hayward play together the whole season. That's- that'd be great. I mean, they're the type of guys you want to watch play. So Boston, it's more about just getting rotation set and getting guys used to playing with one another. As far as Philly goes, you know, health is obviously a big thing. Keep him beat healthy. Simmons is already banged up. Get him healthy. And I think they need more shooting. Um, I think losing Bellinelli really hurt. Um, you know, he was a good, good piece last year, another extra ball handler. I don't know what Fultz is yet, Markel Fultz. I, I think they really are trying to give him every opportunity to succeed, but he hasn't looked really good the first few games, um, which is a concern. Uh, you know, I, I think at some point they're going to remove him from the starting lineup and put Redick back in because they, their best lineup is with Reddick in there. So
0: I think Philly needs to get some more shooting and maybe another ball handler down. Um. though. Yeah. Let's flip to the West, which is just jam packed with people. You saw what, um, what happened the other night when it came to um, Utah giving Golden State a run for their money. Where do you see this, this, this? Um, w- where do you see this conference right now as we sit here? Well,
1: obviously Golden State's at the top. I mean, and, and you know they haven't really looked great either. Um, I know you know they've had some guys banged up and. You know, the shooting hasn't been what you expect out of Golden State, but again, I think we expect so much out of that team that any little letdown is, you know, it's like a panic mode button. You've got to hit that, but I don't think that's the case. It's just, it's just Golden State We're just kind of up through the motions eventually. Hopefully, you think they're going to click. As far as the rest of the West, I'm not impressed with Houston. I really think they, they downgraded from last year. Um, I actually think they had the worst offseason of any team in the NBA.
0: I don't know why they let Ariza go. It made no sense to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, letting Ariza go is a huge loss. I don't think Melo solved anything, and that's so far that's evident.
0: The dude doesn't play defense.
1: No defense. He's a low efficiency, low efficiency shooter. He's just—I don't know. I've never been a Melo guy, and I love to excuses Houston my team, but I I've just—I've never been a Melo guy in the NBA. At least I just—I know he's a great scorer. I just don't like his overall game. I just look at Houston, and I just—they just don't scare me. I mean, I know Harden can take over a game, and Paul, and he's healthy, can take over a game, but. I don't like the role players as much this year as I did last year. I don't think Melo and Michael Carter-Williams are the answer to DeMarcus Cousins and and Golden State. I just, I don't see it. So I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you took a step back. Um, I like the Nuggets a lot. I mean, they started really, really well this year. I really like, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic, he's obviously a stud. Great player. Um, He can stay healthy. He's an MVP candidate. No sap looks healthy for them. You know, they have a really good starting five. They lost Bill Barton for a little while, which is a tough blow. He's a good player, but they have depth. I mean, they're a strong team. And remember Isaiah Thomas is hurt. He's on Denver. He's a wild card that, you know, another weapon they're gonna have eventually. So I like Denver. The Jazz are tough. You saw that against Golden State. They're gritty, they're grinded out. Very good team. Very fun to watch with Mitchell and Gobert and Rubio. So I love what, you know, Quint is doing with them. Don't sleep on them, but again
0: this just comes down to Golden State if they're going to beat themselves or die, because I don't see anybody else stopping them um, talking to Kyle Domenicor about the NBA about the uh, yes I've done so many NFL and golf podcasts lately Kyle that I forgot what sport I was doing um, that's a problem when you host a radio show isn't it <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when you look at uh, Golden State right They they, they get boogie here um, back at some point later in the year. How, 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 how do you see him fitting in? Do you, do you think he's going to be a problem child, or is this going to be okay?
1: No, I don't uh, I don't think he's going to be a problem child at all. I mean, I've already... He, he, the games I've watched at Golden State and pretty much watched all three of them so far, you look over the bench, because obviously the camera's going to show him a lot. He's really engaged. He's talking to teammates. He looks he looks comfortable. He looks relaxed. He looks happy. Obviously, things can change when you're on the court, but... I think Gold State has so many guys that can reel him in, in, and he is really good friends with Steph Curry. And, you know, I think Steve Curry is about, kind of like a Phil Jackson. He's that coach whisperer. You know, I think he'll, he'll reel DeMarcus in, but I don't think they want to necessarily change Cousins. I think they want him to be the type of player he is, but they just have to reel in his personality. I mean, they deal with Draymond Green every night. I think they can handle DeMarcus Cousins. Um, You know... <laughs>
0: It's funny, they, they they just have a culture that um, seems to allow all different kinds of personalities to come together and gel. It's 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 amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, no, they do. It's like the Spurs and it's like the Patriots in football. I mean Patriots are well known for taking on headcases and turning them back into, you know, these great projects that turn into great players. I mean it's you just get these teams that they have these foundations of these coaches and you get players to buy in. They're they're they're
0: like that. I mean, it's nothing more like to say about their dynasty. Yeah, it's, um, it's very weird. Um, it is very weird how this all kind of turns out. Um, as you look at, um, I, I find uh, the, the Pelicans interesting because of Anthony Davis. I find when Anthony Davis, just as a, a player, is healthy. As we look at spoilers, because obviously, you know, I I, I I think Charles Barkley said it well last week. Besides injuries, tsunamis, uh, hurricanes, Chernobyl, I mean, he went way beyond, beyond. But it's going to take a lot to derail the Warriors considering how talented they are. So, well, when we get back to... Um, when we get back now to the concept of um, teams that can spoil, good teams that can give them a run for their money, whether it's in the early rounds or just in general, are the Pelicans one of them, and who else do you think, besides the Nuggets and Jazz, do you think can can seriously give the Warriors a run for their money?
1: Oh, I think the Pelicans definitely can. I I think, you know, they have arguably the best player in the league. I mean, Anthony Davis is a pure stud, and He's given Golden State problems in the past. He's one of those guys, Golden State struggles to rebound. They've, they've, they have for years, and maybe Cousins will fix that, but if Davis, he's kind of like your big version of Russell Westbrook, he's become this all-around player that makes plays, you know, scoring the ball, passing the ball, he rebounds, he defends, but he does everything for you. And they're playing really, you know, this great up-tempo style offense. Alfred Payton looks good in that offense, taking the Rajon Rondo role. You know Julius Randle is probably the best signing of the off season. He's already in a running for six man the year. Nico Mirotić, he looks really good so far. I mean, temper expectations, but if he keeps this up, I mean, they're a scary team. And Drew Holiday, I mean, geez, when you even talk about Drew Holiday, you know you got a pretty good team. So yeah, New Orleans is definitely up there. Um, I mean, the Jimmy Butler thing is a, is a huge wild card. No one knows what's going to happen. I mean, Butler could be dealt to Houston. He, you know, he could be dealt to a contender in the West. I mean, no one knows. What's going to happen with him? Is, I mean, he could really
0: change, essentially change the whole picture in the West or the East, whoever he's dealt. You watched him as a Bulls fan, Kyle. What's up with him? What's happening here?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've lost a lot of respect for Butler, and, you know, a lot of my friends, they know how I used to feel about Butler, and they know how I now feel about Butler. I, I think he's a tremendous player. He, you know, he's a great all around player. He plays hard. He really, truly does play hard every game and that's how he's made his name in this league and I think he's forgotten that I think you know as the better he's gotten and he's gotten tremendously better the ego's gotten bigger and you know Butler's it's very well known that he likes the stars he likes to hang out with the Hollywood actors Mark Wahlberg he's good friends with them he likes that lifestyle so I just think he's kind of forgotten a bit where he started in this league you know when Tibbs kind of molded him to what he is now and now he's given Tibbs all this crap basically and trying to a huge situation out of you
0: know this Minnesota team and kind of really starting the season off on a great way yeah it's um it's very interesting how um how this has kind of played out and how this has kind of um led to um this uh soap opera of, of sorts around the league of What's going to happen next? I, I I I think this is why the NBA is seen this rise in popularity and stuff is. It's all these weird things that just happen, like yeah, spitgate. There's always
1: a, a storyline in the NBA. Always a storyline. Yes.
0: Were you surprised to see Chris Paul be as adamant and and as aggressive in that fight as as he was on Saturday night? No, no. I mean, Chris
1: Paul has that reputation. He's. I mean, he's. Uh, he can be a dirty player, no doubt, but he's tough, but I mean, I I think his reaction is you get spit in the face by someone, you're going to react. I mean, I, truthfully, Brandon Ingram starred that whole thing, and that was completely out of line by him. I don't know where that, that's a complete frustration, you know, what he did to Harden pushing him, that was just all frustration, and he's a young player, he needs to learn better, he needs to know better, and personally, and I never really criticize the front office of the NBA, but... I think they messed this one up, and I think the suspensions were way too lenient. I mean, what Brandon Inger did coming from behind, you know, throwing that haymaker, I mean, what if he connected? I mean, I I told my brother this the other day. I said, you remember the Kermit Washington situation? I said, why don't you Google Kermit Washington, watch that video, and then let me see what you think about that, because I I don't know if you're familiar with that. But, you know, Google Kermit Washington and and see what he did back in the days when he played against Rudy Dunjanovich, and he knocked him out during a game. So. Those haymakers,
0: anytime you're coming in full force, no one's stopping you, that's a scary. I mean, that's assault. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a weird world. And it's, um, some things, um, I, I, uh, 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 Jordan Brickman, who was on the last podcast, also said that he thought the, uh, suspensions were a little too lenient. My personal thought, um, kyle was that it's because of the stretched out schedule it's about days and not so much about games but then again it's only a week right so it's weird it's very weird the way that this schedule i uh, sorry the, the, the way that those suspensions for what was a very serious crime um or or a very serious issue um uh, were ultimately
1: especially on national tv and arguably the biggest game in You know, for how many years are the Lakers? I mean, since Colton, his last game.
0: I mean, geez. Yeah, fun times. Needless to say, fun times. All right. Um, This is your favorite time of the show. You have to make predictions that almost never hold true. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Uh, The the team that, that will rise out of the East is? Toronto Raptors. And they will face who in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, Boston Celtics. And a team that rises out of the West is? Golden State Warriors. They will face who in the Western Conference Finals? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one right there. Can I say
1: whoever gets Jimmy Butler? Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly think whoever gets Jimmy Butler in the West, he's going to go to a contender
0: out there if he doesn't go East. Uh, total number of Bulls wins?
1: 26.
0: MVP of the league? You think Giannis? Okay.
1: Yeah, I love, I love Giannis. And he's shooting threes now, which is just forget about it. It's Game over.
0: Yeah, if he if if, if he can extend out the uh, perimeter game uh,
1: yeah. on. Uh, on... or Anthony Davis. I mean, unless the voter have that LeBron love, which you know they have that every year,
0: but I, he's not going to be the best player on the floor all the time. Um. Anyway, that leads us to the final question: Your okay. NBA champion is. And do the stars leave?
1: I think Kevin Durant does leave. I don't. I don't think he should, but I think he's going to leave.
0: You think he's going to get bored?
1: I think. I think he, they know that Clay's got a contract coming up, and Draymond Green and Durant. And I don't think it's realistic to keep all of them unless they have some inclination that. I you know I could see Clay leaving too to his own team. I think Clay is an L.A. guy. His dad played with the Lakers. His dad, I think, is the commentator for the Lakers for any radio or TV. Yeah, yeah. Kind of makes sense. And who who better to play with LeBron? Wouldn't Clay Thompson be the perfect
0: complement to LeBron James? I mean, you couldn't write it any better. Yeah. Specialist who defends, who doesn't need the ball. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, yeah. I wanted to see it, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's honestly too good to be true. It's interesting. It's uh, fascinating to see what will happen in the off season. Um, But for now, you think the Warriors will be the champions and we will see how that turns out in June. Kyle, every time you're on, I try to get the girlfriend, then fiance, then wife involved. We have got it. I I hope, Alicia, you enjoy this mention of you on the podcast. Congratulations on your wedding. Kyle, as always, thank you for coming on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Thanks, buddy.
1: I always appreciate
0: it. And thank you for listening to Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Have a great night.